1: From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mina Kim. Coming up on Forum, a winter storm that's expected to roll through parts of California beginning today has already prompted evacuation orders near recent burn areas in Santa Cruz County. Forecasters say the atmospheric river storm could bring torrential rain and intense winds and up to 10 feet of snow to the Sierra Nevada by the end of the week. We look at the dangers the weather system poses and how climate change is exacerbating these severe weather events, as climate data this month confirm 2020 is virtually tied with 2016 for the hottest year ever recorded on Earth. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Santa Cruz County ordered the evacuation of nearly 5,000 residents yesterday ahead of torrential storms expected to hit the Bay Area and Central Coast later today. A storm that battered Southern California Monday closed the grapevine and a major vaccination site in San Diego. Though the rain and snow this week will boost the state's water supply, forecasters worry the weather system, known as an atmospheric river, will unleash flooding and mudslides in areas recently burned by wildfires. Joining me now is Paul Rogers, natural resources and environment writer for the San Jose Mercury News. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Good morning. And of course, you're joining us from Santa Cruz County. It was that terrible CZU lightning complex fire that burned the area last fall. First, can you just give us an update on the evacuation situation there?
2: Yeah, um, as you mentioned yesterday, uh, authorities in the San Lorenzo Valley, um, basically CAL FIRE and the sheriff's office, uh, ordered about 5,000 people evacuated uh, from the area because they're worried about mudslides. Um, there's going to be a lot of rain that's coming in. Uh, It's going to start, um, you know, this afternoon, basically in the North Bay, it'll start to come down. It won't be that heavy at first. It'll move south through uh, the rest of the Bay Area and the South Bay. And what they're worried about is after midnight, uh, very, very heavy uh, sort of torrential downpours between kind of midnight and sunrise. And uh, with all of those burned areas in the Santa Cruz Mountains, um, and also other places like Monterey County, uh, parts of the North Bay, even uh, the East Bay Hills, um, where the SCU fire uh, was, um, there are concerns about about mudslides. But they're particularly, um, you know, concerned about the Santa Cruz Mountains because of the steepness and how many people live in in uh, sort of danger, basically.
1: And our people heeding the evacuation warnings. I mean, we remember, of course, three years ago in Montecito near Santa Barbara, the mudslide there after the Thomas fire that killed some 23 people, destroyed dozens of homes. Um, And Santa Cruz County, of course, has had its own tragedy.
2: Yeah, um, sometimes these uh, storms uh, and and mudslides can be deadlier than the fires that preceded them. Um, the, The tragedy that you're mentioning in Santa Cruz County Uh, occurred in 1982 in January, uh, near Ben Lomond at a place called Love Creek. Uh, There were uh, some very heavy rainstorms in the middle of the night. A big chunk of uh, hillside came down uh, several thousand feet wide, uh, It destroyed 30 houses and killed 10 people. Um, So much material came down in that event that um, they were never able to find everybody. And there are still uh, four people who are buried up there, including including two children who were asleep in their house and it just came down in the middle of the night. So a lot of um, longtime residents in the Santa Cruz mountains know about these events. Um, There's, it looks like heating the, uh, heating the calls of authorities and uh, uh, they're packing up. Um, reporters with the Mercury news have been uh, talking to lots of folks up there and um, they're, they're packing up again, just like they did in the fire back in August. Um, the County mm-hmm. has set up three evacuation centers, Um, One in the town of Davenport along the coast, one in Scotts Valley um, at the community center there, and one at San Lorenzo Valley High. So uh, it looks like the evacuations will probably be uh, a couple of days through Thursday with people likely to return uh, to their homes by the weekend.
1: We're talking about the evacuation orders in place in Santa Cruz County ahead of massive storms forecast for the Central Coast and much of the state today and throughout the week. We're joined by Paul Rogers, natural resources and environment writer for the Mercury News. And you, our listeners, can join us. If you are a Santa Cruz County resident under evacuation orders, what are you hearing? What are your questions? You can also call us if you have questions about the storm itself or its potential impact on the state's water supply. You can reach us at 866 Again, 866 Get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email us at forum at kqed.org. And so, Paul, what should people in the rest of the Bay Area, the Central Coast, prepare to see? And then, of course, also parts of Southern California later this week, storm wise, in terms of rain, in terms of wind?
2: Yeah. Um, so this will be the biggest storm in at least a year uh, to hit the Bay Area. Um, just to put it in context for folks, uh, this storm is expected to bring uh, about three inches of rain to most various cities, maybe a little bit more on Wednesday, um, you know, San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland. Um, the last time it rained one inch in 24 hours, that's just one inch in 24 hours in San Francisco, was 12 months ago in January 2020. The last time it rained two inches in San Francisco in 24 hours was three years ago uh, in 2018. So we're very likely to exceed that um, tomorrow. Um, We're looking at potentially uh, five or six or seven inches in the hills, particularly the North Bay Hills Uh, as much as seven or eight, maybe 10 inches in some places in the Santa Cruz Mountains, Uh, and uh, as much as a foot of rain in Big Sur, where it looks like um, the the brunt of this atmospheric river storm is going to hit. The the computer models are showing it may uh, swing back up a second time and kind of stall over um, the southern part of the greater Bay Area, Santa Cruz Mountains, Monterey, that area, uh, which is Uh, why they have a flash flood warning from the National um, Weather Service, which has been issued. Um, That's basically for uh, the North Bay, Marin, Napa, Sonoma counties uh, from uh, this afternoon through Thursday, along with the East Bay Hills, um, the East foothills of the Diablo Range near San Jose, and then all through the Santa Cruz Mountains uh, and Big Sur. So uh, a lot of rain, uh, and what that means is um, there's also going to be some pretty strong winds. Wind gusts will be maybe uh, uh, 40 to 50 miles an hour. Certainly along the coast, San Francisco could see 50 mile an hour gusts of winds uh, tonight and tomorrow. Oakland and San Jose could see winds that strong. Uh, that's going to mean uh, probably widespread power outages tomorrow, uh, some localized flooding uh, on roads and um, highways that normally flood, uh, a lot of trees down. Mm. So you know it's a good time uh, right now to be charging up your phones and uh, and laptops.
1: I mean, you live in Santa Cruz County. Right? I mean, how are you personally preparing for all this?
2: I'm charging up my phone and my laptop. <laughs> uh, and I, I, uh, I cleaned out my gutters. Uh, I am not in the Santa Cruz Mountains. I'm in the city proper. So... Um, we're not worried about mudslides or anything like that. But uh, I I do expect it's going to rain a lot. I'll be surprised if I have power tomorrow. Mm. I think a lot of people around the Bay Area should expect that. And we've been kind of lulled into complacency, you know, because the weather we've had in the last month or two has been summer-like, you know, um, at least spring-like, kind of sunny and 70 degrees in a lot of places. And that's not normal. You know, the wettest months that California receives with our Mediterranean climate are normally January, February and March. Um, But because of a big uh, high pressure ridge sitting off uh, of the West Coast, the, the kind of storms that would normally come in and soak us here in the Bay Area have uh, been diverted north. Uh, and folks may have seen lots of rain, lots of flooding and other issues in Seattle and Portland. Um, those places have been getting our rain basically for the last month. But now that ridge has moved further west, uh, allowing storms to to come down the coast and break through. And as they say, you know, the, the storm door is open. So it's going to be wet uh, for the next few weeks, which is, which is uh, important and good for our water supply.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next. I mean, the rain is expected to potentially go into next weekend to roll through many parts of the state. I mean, will these storms lift us out of the drought? I mean, can you just remind us just how dry it's been?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, we had the five year drought there from uh, 2011 until The spring of 2017, uh, when a lot of atmospheric river storms, similar and bigger to the one we're gonna get tonight, um, really caused mayhem and broke that five-year drought. People might remember in the spring of 2017, uh, February 2017, uh, the uh, spillway at Oroville Dam collapsed. Uh, We had big flooding in downtown San Jose on Coyote Creek, which caused $100 million worth of damage. That's some, that's kind of what these atmospheric river storms can do. Um, we haven't had any of them really in the Bay Area this year. Uh, last year, our rainfall uh, in most northern California cities was 50 percent of normal. Right now, in most Bay Area cities, it's been even worse. So uh, at this point, San Jose is only 19 percent of its historical average for rainfall for this time of year. Uh, Oakland um, is at 23 percent. San Francisco's 27 percent. You know, uh, and it's not much different in Southern California. Uh, LA is about 41% of normal rainfall and San Diego's at 37. So this storm will double those totals. Uh, mm. So we'll go in most of the Bay Area from about 25% of normal to about 50%. And if you do the math, you can see that's not going co- to solve our problem. It's going to help. But we're going to need three or four more big storms like this uh, in the next month or so. Uh, to get back to normal, um, but every little bit helps, and this is this is a good start. And it's it's going to saturate the ground. It's going to start to uh, lead to some runoff in some of the big reservoirs, which also are not really where they need to be. So uh, it's important this this storm.
1: Can you also give us the status of the Sierra Nevada snowpack? I mean, since third of California's water supply it sort of depends sure. on it.
2: Sure. Um, the, the, the Sierra Nevada snowpack uh, is the largest uh, reservoir in California. You know, um, that giant frozen bank of water every year is the key to our water system. Uh, we have about a third of California's entire water supply every year comes from the Sierra Nevada snowpack. And the way our water system is set up is, you know, storms in the winter deposit snow. When the snow melts, it comes down rivers through the Sierra Um, Those rivers, many of them have dams on them which catch the water. Um, Those rivers help recharge groundwater systems. And that water is put in the bank for the summer. And when we don't have a wet winter, uh, we don't get as much snow. So there's not as much to melt through the summer and kind of recharge the whole system. Right now, the Sierra Nevada snowpack is at about 40 percent of historical average. Uh, It finished last year in in April at about 54 percent. So really, this would be the second dry year uh, if we don't do much better than last year. And usually two dry years in a row means a drought. Um, And one thing that's really important is not that we would necessarily have severe water shortages this summer. There would be some There wouldn't be severe uh, if we don't get much more rain. But it's the fire risk Uh, when we have dry winters. Almost always, we have more acres that burn in the, the subsequent summers and fall because the moisture levels in the plants, in the, the bushes, the trees are not high enough so that when fires do start, they spread much more quickly. You know, so. Um, yes.
1: Well, we're coming up on a break here. Let me just interrupt you and remind our listeners we're talking with Paul Rogers. We'll have more after the break. I'm Mina Kim. you are listening to forum i mean a kim We're talking about massive storms forecast for the central coast, much of the state today and throughout the week. We're talking about the evacuation orders in place in Santa Cruz County, which was burned badly in last fall. We're also talking about whether the extreme precipitation may ease drought conditions in California. We're joined by Paul Rogers, natural resources and environment writer for the San Jose Mercury News. And you, our listeners, are with us. What questions do you have about the storm or its potential impact on the state's water supply? If you're a Santa Cruz County resident, of course, we'd love to hear from you as well. The number 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. And Paul, just before the break, you were talking about wildfires. And Ben wants to know, what is the state of California doing at the moment to fight next season's fires?
2: Um, Good question. Uh, There have been uh, a lot of controlled burns that have been going on while the, um, you know, while the temperatures have been cooler, while the humidity levels are up, while things have been a little bit moister and it's, it's safe. So those have been happening around Lake Tahoe. Um, Governor Newsom uh, put a billion dollars with a B in his uh, budget um, earlier this month to hire more firefighters, uh, bring in more equipment. Uh, and also uh, speed up the pace of thinning. Um, he signed an agreement with the federal government last fall uh, to double the number of acres uh, that are thinned um, across the state because uh, a lot of the, the land across the state, more than half, is owned by the federal government, uh, National Forests, uh, and okay. we haven't kept pace with um, thinning these areas out after we've had fire suppression for 100 years. That has built up a lot of very dead and flammable material. Um, th- this storm uh, will certainly help a lot, and the snowpack that it's going to put up there is also going to help because um, we're looking at seven or eight feet of new snow in the Sierra Nevada uh, tomorrow and the next day, um, and you know, of course, that stays for months and months, and it it reduces the risk of wildfire to have more snow and moisture up there. I'll just mention one other thing about snow. Um, the National Weather Service has issued a winter storm uh, warning for a, a huge swath of Northern California from Yosemite, across Lake Tahoe, up in the Sacramento Valley, all the way to the Oregon border uh, where they're expecting uh, some snow tomorrow. So places like Redding could see a foot of snow. Um, Dunsmuir, these areas in Northern California could see two feet of snow on the ground, something they haven't seen for for many years.
1: Well, Jonathan asks, what is the season-to-date rainfall compared to -to season-to-date normal before and after the storm? Do you have those Um, figures?
2: Yeah, as we we were talking about a minute ago with those city totals, if you average it out, most Bay Area cities have received about 25% of their normal historic average rainfall through late January. So, um, you know, I think San Francisco has received something like three inches, and it should have received 12 inches by now, on average. Um, So what this storm will do is take most of those cities from about 25% to maybe 50%.
1: I mean, you have been mentioning, you know, this this sort of ridge, right, that, that drives these atmospheric rivers. I mean, can you talk about, you know, sort of the properties of this one, and what typically causes them?
2: Yeah, atmospheric rivers are pretty wild, and um, they're kind of cool, and they're kind of scary. They're basically the largest freshwater rivers on Earth. Um, They hold much more water than the Mississippi or the Amazon, um, but they're not on the land. They're rivers in the sky, Um, and they're very... Um, moisture-rich storms, which, which are narrow as storms go. They can be you know, 250 miles wide and 1,000 or more miles long. Um, they occur all over the world, uh, not just off of our coast. They, they happen in Greenland and Antarctica and all over the place. But basically, it's, it's when you have a very moisture-rich storm, which is focused uh, by winds, by the jet stream, and it becomes sort of a, a giant conveyor belt of water in the sky. Um, these, when they come in from uh, the Hawaii area into California, uh, you often hear them called pineapple express storms because they're carrying subtropical moisture. Um, when they are modest in size, they're great. Um, you know, may, we get maybe ten of them a year on average, something like that, ten to fifteen. And those, you know, ten storms or so, provide up to 50% of our water supply in California. So whether we have a drought or whether we have, um, you know, uh, floods often depends on just a few of these really big uh, atmospheric river storms. Um, They, um, they're still kind of, scientists are still learning uh, a lot about them basically. You know, they fly airplanes into them uh, like they do uh, hurricanes. And uh, scientists down at UC San Diego um, two years ago um, created a scale, you know, to rank them uh, like hurricanes on a scale of one to five. Um, this one is, depending on where you are, is going to be a one or a two, and maybe a three in some places. Um, but uh, you know, we, we're we're starting to learn more about them. But they're absolutely critical
3: um, to California's water supply.
1: Well, let me go to Chandra in Alamo. Hi, Chandra.
3: Hi. Thank, thank you for taking my call. And, uh, Paul, welcome. Uh, a very interesting program. Uh, my question is uh, related to uh, rainwater harvesting. Uh, what can mm-hmm. we do as Californians to collect all the rainwater, even at the um, personal level, like at homes, Uh, community-based pools where we can collect all the rainwater, city-based programs, and even state-based programs. Um, And uh, and, uh, I want to know what is happening and and what can we do?
1: Thanks, Chandra. Paul?
3: Good good question. Um,
2: I'll unpack that a little bit from the 30,000-foot level. Um, Farmers in California use about 80% of the water that people use. So in terms of overall water supply, a lot of the savings can come from better efficiencies in agriculture, things like drip irrigation tape, things like lining uh, earthen canals with clay. Um, the 20% or so that, that uh, all of the residents use, we can also make uh, a big savings and efficiencies there. Uh, during the summer months, about 50% of all the water that's used in urban areas in California, about half goes to landscaping. Uh, people's sprinklers so the quickest and fastest way to say to reduce water use is to water your yard less uh, there's a lot of water agencies and city water departments that pay people to remove their lawn and to put in um, you know drought tolerant plants the other big thing you can do is um, upgrade your appliances toilets dishwashers washing machines to water efficient uh, appliances uh, there are rebates that many um, many city water departments and other uh, water agencies offer for those as well. You know, you can set up uh, rain barrels and, and catch some of this. Um, in terms of water savings, uh, those are okay, but the the bigger savings is in terms of how often we water our grass uh, and those kind of things.
1: Well, Greg asks, yeah, that, oh, sorry, Chandra, go right ahead. You had a follow-up?
3: Can, follow can up? I have a follow-up? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm aware that uh, in places like India, uh, some places are building, like on rooftops, they are having tanks and they collect rainwater and then they use it, you know, for their normal use. But uh, for places like here in the Bay Area, fire is a major danger. And if each homeowner has collected rainwater um, in a tank somewhere, either um, at their homes or uh, on a community-based, uh, we can use that water for irrigation and we can also use in the event of a fire Uh, for dowsing the ground so that uh, the fire uh, doesn't impact us. What do you think about that?
2: Um, Yeah, uh, we we can. But again, the volumes of water that you're going to save like that compared to the volume that you need to put out a fire um, are are not really in line. Um, The best thing to do to reduce fire risk is people who live in that uh, uh, urban wildland interface where you have uh, houses built up against the forests, uh, they need to clear their property uh, a lot better. And some of the money that's in go- Governor Newsom's budget that I mentioned is for more enforcement for uh, Cal Fire officials to go around and knock on doors and make people clear 100 feet around their homes uh, and write them tickets, frankly, if they don't. But water supply hasn't been too much of an issue in fighting of fires, luckily, uh, in the last few years in California.
1: Well, let me thank Chandra for the call. And Greg asks, is the current pattern multi-year drought punctuated by atmospheric rivers, deluges relieving the drought, the historical norm? Or is this new? Also, I have heard that deluge-like rains are not very efficient for replenishing water reserves because it comes too fast and cannot be absorbed. Is this true?
2: Great questions. Basically, uh, we've always had uh, droughts and we've always had you know wet winter storms in California. But as we have uh, burned more fossil fuels and we've put more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and we continue to heat up the planet, um, there has been uh, some new and emerging science that shows that as the climate continues to warm, we'll see more swings in California's weather. In other words, the droughts will be more severe because the temperatures are hotter, the moisture levels in plants will be lower. Um, the atmospheric river storms will be wetter. Uh, that's because when ocean temperatures and air temperatures are warmer, more water vapor evaporates, giving these storms a higher moisture content. So that means we're going to have to figure out more ways to sort of store these rare bursts of water, these fire hoses that we get. Um, it Probably is going to mean more off-stream reservoirs. Uh, it's probably going to mean building some reservoirs higher like Los Vaqueros Reservoir in Contra Costa County where there's a project to do that. Uh, because you can catch a lot of that water. When when the hillsides saturate you get runoff and you can fill some of these big reservoirs like Shasta, Oroville, Folsom pretty quickly um, in after a few big atmospheric river storms. In terms of groundwater recharge, you're right, a lot of that does run off. Um, there are ways that um, you can sort of contour the landscape and that farmers can work in in orchards and other places to uh, catch more of that water to uh, recharge the groundwater better. But it is going to require adjustments in the hundred years long sy- hundred year long system that we've had, uh, you know to to plan for water and store it uh, in California
1: and Paul, with these atmospheric rivers, as you say, being linked to a warming climate, I mean, what does it mean for us that 2020 is tied with 2016 for the warmest year on record? That's actually the topic that we are going to address in the in the next segment. But I can't thank you enough for coming on today, knowing that you do have a lot of prep to do ahead of these storms. So please do stay safe for us, will you, Paul?
2: Thanks very much, Mina, and again, everybody, get ready for power outages tomorrow when you wake up. Uh, your power might not be on, so charge up the laptops, charge up the uh, charge up the other devices.
1: Thanks so much. Paul Rogers, natural resources and environment writer for the San Jose Mercury News. Really appreciate having you on. Stay with us for another half hour forum.